0: Welcome to this edition of Colorado Issues. I'm Deanna Williams, and today we're going to examine the world of online education. My guest is Jolie Reem. She is the school's marketing and outreach manager of Colorado Connections Academy in Inglewood, Colorado. Welcome to Colorado Issues. Thanks for having me. Now, when I went to school, Jolie, a long time ago, long time ago, um, the online aspect wasn't even an option. Not at all. And I'm guessing that there are parents out there who are a little weary or skeptical or uninformed about online education. So I'm glad that you're here. How does Colorado Connections work?
1: Well, I am the same way. When I was in school, online was not an option. Mm -hmm. Connections Academy was started back in 2001, and the first school opened here in Colorado in 2002. So we've been at this now. We're going into our 16th school year, believe it or not. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, we, the state of Colorado is great to us. Um, as we all know, we are a school of choice state, and so Colorado Connections Academy is just one of those options for parents. We are a through K-12 school, completely online. It's a full-time program. We are associated with two districts in the state of Colorado. One is the Mapleton District here in the Metro Denver area, specifically up in Thornton. They're one of our authorizers. And then we're also authorized by the Durango 9R School District down in Durango. Way on the other side. Yes. Mm -hmm. So students from across the state can attend our school. We kind of call it one school, two locations. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't matter where a family is. They can choose Colorado Connections Academy, and then they just are associated with a campus here in the Denver metro area or the Durango one. But the services are the same. It's the same teachers, the same curriculum, the same administrators. Mm -hmm. And online is different. It's definitely a choice for families. We know it's not a good fit for every family, Mm -hmm. but for those that, you know, choose it and put the work in, it really is an option for them that they appreciate. It offers a ton of flexibility. Mm -hmm. We have kids from all walks of life with all different situations. Some just don't thrive in the typical classroom anymore. Mm -hmm. Some are athletes or actors and need time off to travel. With our school, our system is available 24-7, mm-hmm. so they can do their schoolwork during the day, at night, or on the weekend, whatever, whatever works best for the family.
0: Now, you said Colorado is a school choice.
1: The state, yes. We are a school of choice state. School of choice state.
0: Explain what that means just for anybody who might not
1: understand. Um, basically, we have a lot of options, and um, families can choose maybe not a school that's right in their district, and um, we don't necessarily follow those district guidelines. There are definitely district boundaries in place, but you can go outside of your district and choose the education that is best for your student. And and things like that, exactly. right? Exactly.
0: My daughter went to private school, and then uh, in 10th grade, she wanted to get into an IB program, and so we... we... Looked around, we yep. just went to you know district twenty and said, "Sign up." And yes, it was great. We did,
1: and so the nice thing about our school, even though we have two authorizers that are located in specific areas, it does not matter where the student is. We have nearly three thousand students from across the state of Colorado mm-hmm. that participate in an online program. It just meets the needs of so many different families.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, a normal school setting sometimes has a lot of drama, especially pre-adolescent, right? adolescent <laughs> years. A lot of competition. And I can imagine bullying is an issue at times, too. Um, Maybe another reason why parents might want to switch to an online environment. What are the benefits to parents and
1: students for
0: an online education versus the brick-and-mortar school?
1: Uh, I think there are a lot of different options. One, the student is home with you, if that's a concern. It's kind of the best of both worlds between homeschooling and public school. Mm -hmm. We are a public school option. Um, Therefore, we're tied to the public school and the Colorado Department of Ed. But your student can be at home going to school on the computer. Mm -hmm. So it's not true homeschooling either. We kind of call it school at home. Mm -hmm. So parents don't have to worry about the curriculum and teachers one of my we I provide all of homeschool. that right <laughs> no neither no could way. i and
0: i yeah. you know we're not worthy bow down to exactly the who do homeschool.
1: Yep. it's crazy so and we have students that um we had a student a couple years ago graduate with us started with us in kindergarten so her whole schooling experience was with us and then we have other students that might just need us for a period of time in their lives mm-hmm. maybe those middle school years mm-hmm. and they're not enjoying the typical brick and mortar setting mm-hmm. so they come to us for a few years and then maybe go back to their local high school. Maybe they just aren't doing so well in a classroom and need to be away from those distractions and other students Mm -hmm. and be at home. The nice thing, too, in your typical brick and mortar, a lot of times there's transportation to and from school. Oh, there's all that. Right? There's transitioning from classroom to classroom, potentially recess, lunch. Um, So you're spending a lot of time away from home. In this scenario, typically a student needs to do five to six hours of schoolwork a day Mm -hmm. on average to meet the weekly uh, requirements. And that can be any time of the day. So if they're focused and they do their six hours, they can be done with school in the early afternoon and have time for a lot of other additional activities that they weren't able to do before.
0: Um, I interviewed Bethany Hamilton. Um, She was the surfer who had her arm taken off. And because of her surfing career and the competitions, she did online school in Hawaii. So that was a long time ago, though. (laughs) Um, Now, let's talk about The student, they have to have a certain level of discipline to do this. So parents who know their kids and, you know, they can't keep their room clean or can't do their chores on time, things like that. Is online school a good idea?
1: It's kind of a mix. We always say a self-motivated student is going to be a little more successful. But in our world, the parents are a lot more hands on. Mm -hmm. You may be used to dropping your student off at the local school in the morning and picking them up in the afternoon. This environment's different because they're at home with you. Mm-hmm. Parents are what we call learning coaches. They can assign that to another trusted adult as well, mm-hmm. but typically it's the parent who serves as a learning coach, and it's just like it sounds. They're a coach, kind of making sure their student stays on track. Mm-hmm. The younger students obviously need a little more prodding. They're not so good at time management skills. Uh, maybe they're learning to read and write, so they need a lot of help navigating through the lessons. But as they get older, They're going to be able to set their own schedule, choose what class they want to start the day with, choose how many hours they're working online, and then alternate and do some other activities and then come back to the online work. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, the parents know their students best, Mm -hmm. so they know when they can be left alone and they know when they have to really micromanage Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're staying on track and getting the schoolwork done. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, critics might say that online schooling uh, deprives a student of the social interaction, you know, that's so important. How does Colorado Connections Academy fill that gap?
1: Sure. Um, It is an area of focus for us. Uh, We do tons of field trips. I think your typical school maybe does one or two a semester, and Uh sometimes it's a reward for students. Um, In our area, each teacher is asked to host a field trip uh, each semester, one a semester. So we have approximately... 60 teachers in the area Mm -hmm. and so we're looking at you know 100 to 120 field trips throughout the year I know the teachers have been back for a couple of weeks getting ready for school to start and they've already started planning their field trips so September's calendar for field trips is already filling up Mm -hmm. so families can join those and they are a family event because we don't have a school bus yeah we don't have a school bus that's going to pick everybody Mm -hmm. up so families are bringing their kids and staying with them on the field trip Um, and they can bring siblings A lot of times we host field trips around holidays, Thanksgiving, maybe grandma and grandpa in town. They can go on the field trip as well. Friends. So it's a social activity from that aspect. Mm -hmm. The teachers also work it into, they have each week one or two live lessons. So it's sort of like a Skype environment, but through our format. So the students sign in and the teacher, you'll be able to potentially see the teacher's face or their hand if they're doing math problems. Um, They'll do videos and PowerPoint presentations but a lot of it's like a typical classroom they open it up and give the students mic rights so they can talk to each other there's a chat pod so they can type to each other mm-hmm. so they get to interact a little bit that way
0: that was what i was going to ask you is the teacher aspect of things do they have direct access to this teacher Or is that teacher in another state? You know. Well, you said that they go on field trips, so the teacher has to be in this state.
1: We do, yes. The majority of our teachers are located um, here in the state of Colorado. We have a few that are in other areas. Um, They're kind of in specialty areas, Mm -hmm. but they're all licensed to teach in the state of Colorado. Those teachers that are out of state offer virtual field trips, so they might take kids on a unique exploration through kind of a video exploration. Um, So they're planning some fun field trips virtually. We had a teacher a couple of years ago take the students um, to an aquarium out on the East Coast virtually. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun for them. So we also do talent shows and science fairs, um, a lot of things like that virtually, too, so the kids can see each other and get to know each other as well.
0: Very cool. That's kind of, I want to go back
1: to school. I know. There are so many great (laughs) opportunities.
0: Now, does um, online schooling offer advanced, like, AP, honors, and IB? We talked about international baccalaureate classes, things like that.
1: We offer AP classes and honors-level classes. Um, Typically, those are for high school students. So if you're in 11th or 12th grade, you can do the AP classes, take the test, and potentially earn some college credits or Mm -hmm. test out of classes. For the younger grades, we have gifted and talented. So if your student is already tested as gifted and talented, they would be put in those classes from the start of the year. But we can also test them and move them around at any point. So if a class isn't challenging enough, a student can be uh, moved up to a higher level of the class, um, and we can switch that around a little bit. We also have the flexibility. So maybe you have a fourth grader, but they're ready for fifth grade math. They can be doing fifth grade math. We aren't tied to... Your student must be in this classroom at this time. So sometimes we have a student of a particular age that might be identified as a, you know, in a certain class, but they're doing some upper level classes in particular subjects. So
0: you can design the curriculum. Exactly. It's really,
1: yeah, it's paced for the student. It's at their pace. Um, flexibility so they can be way ahead in some classes and on track in other classes. And there might be a few classes they need a little extra time in and that's Mm -hmm. fine. They Mm -hmm. can take that extra time because they're ahead in other classes.
0: You mentioned colleges. Do colleges see online schooling as they would any conventional schooling when it comes to time to apply?
1: I think that's changed a lot. I think there was a little bit of a stigmatism about that years ago, Um, but we had one of our valedictorians a couple years ago went to Princeton We had another um, high school graduate go to Stanford on a gymnastics scholarship. Uh, We've had kids go to obviously CU, CSU, pretty Mm -hmm. much anywhere they want to go. We're going to help them and support them, meet those requirements.
0: And this is just like any other school. You're going to get a syllabus. Uh, What about textbooks? Do they have to go
1: out and buy their own? All the textbooks and a computer, if you would like, a desktop computer, are provided to you at no cost. No way. Yeah, so you just, everything's shipped, so it's kind of, For those that love school and, you know, love Christmas, it's the perfect combination because you get your box of your computer and all your textbooks and all your supplies and you get to open that up and kind of set up your home classroom. So there are a lot of textbooks that are online now, Mm -hmm. but whenever possible, the hard copy of the textbook is sent as well.
0: Is there a cost to all of this?
1: There is not. We are... public tax dollars, just like other public schools, right? Wonderful. Yeah, you have to do, you know, the typical um, supplies, but even that's, you know, somewhat limited, so, Mm -hmm. you know, paper, pencil, that kind of thing for some of the projects, but for Science Labs, we provide little microscopes and test tubes and goggles, and we provide a lot of supplies for the art classes as well, so...
0: I am serious. Yeah. I want to go back to school. I know, right? Does online school, do you have to submit, you know, the health forms and the vaccination records and parent-teacher yes. conferences and all that stuff?
1: It sounds crazy, but we're a public school, so we do have to get immunization records. It's all tied to funding. Oh. Um, but we do, you know, we since it's an online school and we don't always see our students face-to-face, especially during the enrollment process. They're all over the state. So we need a birth certificate and we need proof of residency because our school is just the Colorado public school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we need to make sure they're in the state of Colorado, um, Mm -hmm. have the birth certificate, recent report cards or transcripts, the immunization record, the typical documents that you'd have to submit if you were starting a new school in a new city.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, how does an online school know if the student has really learned the material, you know, rather (laughs) than just copying off of you know, an open book
1: that's right next to the computer the whole time. The teachers have lots of tips and tricks, but they do have curriculum they have to work through. So they'll be completing those assignments. And then at the end of each assignment, there's some kind of assessment to make sure they learned the material. And the next lesson doesn't open up until they complete all of that. Mm -hmm. So the assessment can mean anything from just a few questions to verify comprehension on the lesson. Some lessons end with a quiz or a test, but all of that is laid out for you in your daily planner or weekly planner. Mm -hmm. And then we also, as a public school, we do participate in state tests. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. another, obviously, a benchmark here in Colorado, too. So Mm -hmm. you mentioned um, parent-teacher conferences, Uh and we sort of have our version of that. Um, The last couple of weeks, the teachers have been in the office, and they've been doing welcome calls, which is sort of our version. Well, not sort of. It is Uh our version of back-to-school nights. So the teachers call the home, and they want to talk to both the parent and the student. It's a great one-on-one time with the teacher. The parent can share a lot about their student, maybe why they chose online school, a little bit about their student, what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. And then the teachers talk to the students, too, just to learn a little bit about them, gauge their personality. Um, we follow what's called a personalized learning plan. So while the curriculum's all the same, we can adjust within it, and students can submit assignments that more resonate with them and their personality, as long as they're still meeting the learning objectives. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of flexibility within an assignment as well. So those back to school or welcome calls are kind of the opening of the door to building a relationship with the parent and the teacher Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. the student and the teacher as well. And then throughout uh, the school year, we check in typically twice a month. Uh, We need to talk to the student every couple of weeks just to make sure there are no issues. And obviously teachers can see that based on the work that's being turned in in the grade book as well. But we like to continue to foster that relationship and make sure we're connecting with the students. So that's kind of our version of a parent-teacher conference. We're touching base every couple of weeks just to make sure everything's going well for both the parent and the student.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, are there any specific courses that are only available through online versus your normal conventional school, brick-and-mortar school?
1: Not really. Uh, we are definitely able to offer a wider variety of classes just because we're not tied to a finite number of teachers you know, in a building. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our teachers here in Colorado teach all of the Colorado core subjects, but we're in 28 states across the country. So for electives, we're able to offer seven world languages just because we can utilize teachers for that across the country. So we may have a Mandarin Chinese teacher in upstate New York. So the kids can participate in that class with kids from across the country. So we offer web design class, robotics. There, there's just a higher volume and variety of electives because we can utilize teachers across the, the footprint.
0: And, and that's just nationally. You can't go international? We, do,
1: international we well. are international as well. We are international as
0: well. That's amazing. So if a family is considering an online learning environment, what are the best questions they can ask themselves? Uh, before jumping in
1: sure the best thing is just kind of understanding the level of involvement because as a parent slash learning coach you're going to be a lot more involved in your students education um, so obviously they're going to school at home mm-hmm. you, certain grade levels or ages you're not going to be leaving them at home alone anyway so you're going to be involved for the younger kids they're not 100 percent comfortable maybe talking to the teacher via phone or email Yet by themselves so Mm -hmm. the parents going to be running interference and asking a lot of questions too Um, and they want to take a look at the curriculum we have some online samples of that just make sure it's the right thing for them we consider our curriculum a little more rigorous Um, we definitely meet you know all the state requirements but we feel that it's a definitely college prep curriculum Mm -hmm. Um, but i had a parent tell me once that you know, some parents really thrive and succeed at this program and others don't, but she told me you kind of get out of it what you put into it. So mm-hmm. definitely as a parent, you're a little more involved. We don't expect parents to be teachers at all, but they're definitely coaches, making sure that the student is staying on track. And if there are any issues, um, high school students, the teachers talk to you pretty much directly, but we always keep the parents in the loop. But for any issues, we're going to go to the parent first. So you don't want to be surprised and find out your student Hasn't been doing any work for a couple of weeks. They haven't been signing on. So there are lots of checks and balances and email notifications that parents get so they'll be able to keep track of the work their student's doing. Mm -hmm. And they can look at any day's lesson and know exactly what they're studying. Because we all know we've had those conversations. What would you do at school today? And your student yeah. says, nothing. <laughs> or what are you studying? And they never know. As a parent, you'll know. You'll have complete access to their curriculum. You'll be able to see the lesson mm-hmm. um, throughout you know, the semester. So it's just um, a, a lot more of an open process, and parents are like the level of involvement.
0: Now, you've been doing this for a little while. I have. And how do you feel about where the program is now? Um, and how can it improve, in, in your opinion?
1: Sure. When I first came here, well, we've tripled in size um, since I first started at the school five years ago. So you can tell there's just more and more of a need, and I think Colorado leads the way in some regards, Um, In relation to online school, Mm -hmm. we just have so many families that are a lot more mobile and want the flexibility of online school. We have a lot of families that have their kids work four days a week because they go skiing together as a family. So it affords them opportunities to do things together. So we just we're continuing to grow every year. We're enrolling more students Mm -hmm. um, because they value this opportunity. Um, And, you know, just, I guess, as far as where to go for the future, just continuing to build those relationships with families and students. You know, families don't always understand how this kind of works until they're in it, and it's hard to explain, but... Every one of our teachers, especially those that have come from a traditional brick-and-mortar setting, says they know their students better in this environment than they did in a typical classroom, because they would see 25 kids for an hour, and they'd shuffle out. In this environment, they're talking to them on the phone every couple of weeks, and they really make more of an effort to get to know the individual students. And like I said, we set up those personalized learning plans with each student, so they're a lot more involved. Teachers go to plays that kids are doing in the community or their sports activities, Um, We had a student receive, you know, an award through Douglas County, and some of the teachers went to that as well. So definitely the stories you hear, and it probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but um, the parents and students are a lot happier with the level of involvement with the teachers. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it does make a lot of sense because in today's tech, you know, with the technology that we have, just in the environment altogether, I think this is a great idea. But let me ask you this. This just came to my mind. Do the in-seat brick-and-mortar schools, do they have, like competitions or anything against the online school? You said that you guys are all under the umbrella of the school district. Public school, right.
1: Um, I'm sure some do. I don't, you know, I can't necessarily speak to specifics, but hopefully, you know, educators are just doing um, the best for students. And we have a lot of schools that refer students to us that just aren't doing well in in, um, the classroom setting any longer Mm -hmm. and would maybe be better off at home where they can kind of – target and decide their schedule for the day Mm -hmm. and have a little more flexibility um you know if you're frustrated in your math class you can't get up and walk out the teachers frown on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but in our environment if it's just not working for you you can close out your math lesson maybe take a few minutes away from the computer walk around the block take the dog out um, come back and switch subjects so Mm -hmm. there's just so much more flexibility And if you're struggling with something, you can have a parent help you on a particular lesson, you know, when they're home in the evening or depending on which parent's home with you during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's there's good and bad with the program. um, But Mm -hmm.
0: so, okay, I'm a student and it's time for English. So when I log on, is it just going to be like um, a Google meetup, you know, uh, with several different faces on screen or is it just me and the teacher?
1: So typically, a live lesson that a teacher hosts, and each teacher hosts one live lesson per week. And that's scheduled? Correct. Okay. That is at a set time. Okay. And they
0: have to attend that?
1: They do not. It is oh, not okay. required, wow. but we strongly encourage students to attend those. There's just so much valuable interaction with the teachers sure. and other students. Um, but what the teachers are talking about during those live lessons, they're supplementing or enhancing the material that the student has already worked through. Mm. So it's a good dialogue between the teacher and the students. And the numbers in the live lessons vary. Um, It depends on kind of what's going on. Not every student attends every day. um, But they can watch those recordings later, which is really cool. Even if you're in the live lesson Uh uh, live, you can watch the recording later, which is super helpful if you get stuck on working through something and you want to watch the recording and see how your teacher explained it again. Mm -hmm. It's a great tool uh, for the students to utilize. So the kids get to interact with each other and the teacher. Um, They can do breakout rooms in the virtual classroom. So she can kind of put kids in all these different small breakout groups and have them do discussions. Um, And then the curriculum itself is available online 24-7. So the student can kind of be doing their English class whenever they want. And then their live lesson might be Thursday morning at 11. And they'll talk about what they've been working on that week. And another reason students don't always attend the live lesson, they may be ahead of where the rest of the class is because the teacher for each week teaches to kind of where everybody should be if they're on target with that class. And you're going to have a lot of students who are ahead of the work and some that aren't quite there yet. So it just kind of depends mm-hmm. um,
0: what have you seen as far as, like, SAT numbers and things like that from people that go to online school? From
1: That's a good question. We just switched to SATs this year, and I think we got our scores in. Our kids always do well in the reading and writing because mm-hmm. online school, it's all about reading the material online. Um, but I don't know exactly where the scores netted out. From what I understand, I think we were kind of in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. and then we had some, obviously, some students that did really well um,
0: that's really neat. Yeah. I mean, my niece actually she did online school, and while she was doing it, I was thinking, oh, this poor girl's not getting the education that she needs. And but after speaking with you, I mean, I want to do it. So if I wanted right. to take a Spanish course,
1: <laughs> well, like I think you've aged out of the um, <laughs> curriculum. What are you saying at a goal? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Just slightly over twenty-one.
0: <laughs> That's great. So okay, K through twelve. Yes, and. I know that like ROP classes, regional occupation programs, I don't know if you've ever heard of those or not. Um, Some school districts have those around the country. Um, So this is just the curriculum of fifth grade, of sixth grade, of seventh grade. There's not like an offshoot of...
1: No, kids, we have so many electives, though, that they can kind of maybe do a STEM focus if they want. Or we also, um, for the high schoolers, we have job readiness skills and classes. So they can maybe take an introduction class to Mm -hmm. um, accounting. Maybe they're thinking about studying that in Mm -hmm. college so they can do introductory to accounting as an elective. So we have some classes like that and some career tech kind Mm -hmm. of classes Mm -hmm. so students can help figure out what they want to do and be when they grow up. So there's a little bit of variety. So depending on how they use their electives, they can add some of those elements in. But otherwise, it's just um, kind of your standard core curriculum. Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm sure with programs like art, you know, computer graphics and things like that is a a no-brainer. But what about... The hands-on art type stuff.
1: We do have um, an art show. And then the teachers also, the art teachers, there are projects they have to do. So they can submit those. um, They can mail them into the office which gets tricky sometimes depending on what it is Um, but our teachers are pretty flexible they can take pictures and submit them that way Um, but it's kind of fun when it gets towards art show time because we'll have all these different pieces arriving in the office like a big painting or a 3d model or sketches and drawings and things so they get put up around the office and some of the teachers are judges for the art show and then it goes on to the district so it's it's fun for us to see some of their work as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I can see why this job would be so rewarding for you. Exactly. And just the program altogether.
1: And what's the website? It is coloradoconnectionsacademy.com. dot com.
0: Well, Jelly Ream, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. you sharing this, and and I've learned a lot.
1: Good. So, yeah,
0: I wish I could go that right to school like that. That would be so much fun. <laughs> thank you.